When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons. For McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yeah, so we've got a bit to address, I think it's fair to say, on Trade Afternoons. Uh, for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas, can you handle the heat? Sam Edmund with you for the next couple of hours, as is this man. He played the game, he coached the game, his assistant coached the game, and now he analyses the game as well as anyone. Brenton Sanderson is here. Sando. Hey, Sam. How are you going? Right. <laughs> More importantly, how are you going? Now, we, we had a bit of a laugh about it, the Camarena stuff. You know, I think we need to get this just off our chest, straight off the top. We were discussing, were we not, going back to, it was only yesterday? or Yeah, yesterday, yeah. It feels yeah. like a lot has happened in the 24 hours since we were last yeah. on air concerning this player. And we were simply talking about how the Josh Dunkley deal to Brisbane might get done, given Will Ashcroft is uh, coming straight into that potentially best 22 next year. The father-son they're going to have to bid for, uh, Jasper Fletcher as well. And we were simply spitballing, were we not, uh, how that trade could happen and who might get traded and who might not, right? Yeah. And you threw up, could Brisbane offer up someone like Cam Rayner? Now, we had a bit of a laugh in the immediate aftermath because it went nuts. Yeah, it's my fault, Sam. And it's, um, it's poor by me. But I would, And this is what I would do if, if I'm a list manager at another club, another one of the 17 clubs. This is what you do this time of year. You analyse each club and you see where there's a spillover of talent. So uh, we know they're bringing in two really good midfielders, two young gun midfielders in Ashcroft and uh, Fletcher. Uh, plus they're bringing in Dunkley. So when I mention those names, Lockie Neal, Zorko, Jared Lyons, Hugh McCluggage, Jared Berry, Zach Bailey, Robertson, um, there is a big spill over there. So it's my mistake though. And I, I this, Sam, this morning I spoke to, uh, to Dom, the list manager of Brisbane. Dom Ambrosio um, rang you. No, no. He sent me a message and said, can we have a chat? And um, we, we spoke for half an hour this morning. It was a great chat. And he said to me, so Brisbane fans, relax. Cam Rayner is going God. nowhere. I cannot believe it circled all the way back. No, nah, it's the my fault because the, the, the way I set it up, the way I set it up was yeah. poor. Um, but that's just what I what I would do if I'm another one of those 17 clubs. You simply ask the question: Is this something they could do? So I know you're happy to fall on your sword. And no, that's no, that's good of yeah. you. But you, you didn't frame it in any other way that was strictly a question and strictly hypothetical. And the way it was reported and written up, it had a lot more weight attached to it than it should have. Well, that's not our fault. The way it's written up, but, no. Um, but no, but yeah, I, I, Brisbane fans, relax, take a deep breath. Um, but also too, because you have to under also you have to understand, um, Sam. This time of year, um, and we have a bit of fun. And obviously now, this is a really interesting time of the season for for players, but also supporters. And mm. a lot of our callers are um, they're fascinated with player movement and where players particularly or potentially could end up. And um, we know supporters are so passionate about their team. If you didn't make finals this year, 
if you underperformed, you know, who could be available. So uh, I think one thing that we have to remind ourselves is also the mental health of these young men who poor um, yeah. players sitting at home relaxing on their breaks. And then someone like me comes on and says, you know, potentially they could be moving, but um, that's my mistake. Mental health and obviously the, the mental welfare and emotional welfare of players is paramount this time of year. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, Brisbane, relax. Cam Rain is a star, <laughs> probably future captain of your footy club. Yep. Um, he'll be at Brisbane for a long time. He's not going anywhere, Sam. That staggered me that that caught fire to the extent that it did yesterday. I just could not believe how quickly well, People got spread. excited. People got excited because they think, hang on a minute, imagine Cam Rainer in our midfield, whether that's one of those other 17 clubs, like I said. Look, that's but what he's we like, do. He's, he's, at, he's at Brisbane. So, so yeah. we do a trade radio, especially this week, pre Window even opening. We just ask yeah. the question. We spitball. It's what we do. We just throw things around like you did. Now, uh, big day down at Geelong today. We've said that a few times over the course of the last week. But a major announcement coming. Uh, Joel Selwood's retirement announcement. He's uh, about to take to the microphone down there. So when he does, Sando, yep. we'll go straight down to um, down the highway to hear from him live. A significant announcement at the at Geelong Football Club. Joel Selwood. Uh, Longest serving captain in the history of the game and um, just played his 40th final, his fourth premiership as well. So we'll take you down there. Just while you had Dom Ambrosio, though, he didn't happen to say what else he was up to. (laughs) No. Well, I I actually tried to get him um, to come on and just, you know, obviously just say what I said, that Cameron is going nowhere. But uh, he's very good at his job. And he said, I'm very busy this time of year. You can imagine... Uh, what list managers and recruiters are doing this time of year, they would be analysing hours and hours and hours of vision, but also to their phones would be running hot yeah. with um, with player man- with player managers uh, and also the other clubs who are looking uh, potentially about who's doing what. But they've done a great job. We, we we did their shopping list yesterday, Brisbane. They are in a sweet spot at the moment. That list is excellent. Um, and, yeah, I, I said yesterday, I think, Brisbane uh, are right in a position now where they're going to challenge again next year. Yeah, so Josh Dunkley's going to come in. We mentioned the father-sons, of course, as well. And I don't know, I'm no body language expert, and we're only dot joining here. But listening to Jack Gunston speak yesterday, I'd say they are almost certain to land him as well. That was an interesting press conference, wasn't it? Really honest. Dunkley and Gunston together at a spring racing carnival um, promotion. Um, And then, yeah, he was... was, um, all speaking open. about the lifestyle yeah, and the, yeah. you know, Hodgie's done it, Birchall's done it, R- regardless of whether Fagan's going to be there or not, I'm, uh, it's, it yep. won't affect my decision. So I think if you're joining the dots there, you'd say that is going to manifest itself that uh, that Jack Gunston will join as a free agent. But again, uh, nothing formalised, so we'll wait on that. As we are the Joel Selwood press conference, they're just uh, assembling down there at GMHBA Stadium. We will bring you down there uh, shortly. Um Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. And you're, speaking of list managers, you are the coach, you are the list manager, you are everything uh, going into a new season at the Ball and Tigers. You had a big a big power with the potential crew this morning. Was it was it promising? Uh, I hope so, yeah. It's, um, yeah, just obviously looking, this is a great time of the year because yeah. you're looking for opportunities for players to make, uh, obviously for clubs to make your club better. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. What, what's the fun. salary cap system in that comp? Is it a points-based system according yeah. to experience, a calibre of player. Yep. yep. And if you come through the juniors of that club, it's less points, things like that. So um, yep. there's not as much player movement as what you think. And obviously a small salary cap mm. as well. So uh, it's about having some fun, winning some good premierships, fun. having some fun. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. How good. So uh, we spoke about Josh Dunkley earlier. That was our What the Deal yesterday, I think. So today we might, um, we might I'm not sure if we'll discuss Rory Lobb. Is there anyone that takes your fancy? We might play a bit of What the Deal later on. With no, him. there's a lot of questions around about Lobb and potentially what it would, 
take to get him out of Fremantle? And um, so, yeah, we can. I think that's probably a good one for us to do. Yeah, given the Dockers have dug in, of course, he's got one year to run on that contract and some uh, some tough talk from Peter Bell, but I think we expect it to happen. Western Bulldogs have a long-standing interest in the ruck forward from Fremantle. They had a pretty good year, it must be said, Rory Lobb. I know he yeah, cops, a, very good. A, cops a bit of stick, but uh, the numbers probably had him, if not the best, one of the best ruck forwards for the season in terms of the numbers he produced. And uh, Sando's shopping list will be back as well. So Sando's shopping list, I can't remember where we're up to today. We've worked our way through the top eight, haven't we, Sando? Yeah, we have. I've oh, got it right here. We're going to do today Western Bulldogs, Carlton and St. Kilda. Right. Um, okay. You can throw another one in if you like, if we've got, if we've got time. But... Yeah, they're really uh, three really interesting clubs that have got some decisions to make. Good reversal, Sando. Can you get the boys who started the Jack Graham rumour to also recant? <laughs> well, I started Jack Graham, but it's not a rumour. I'm telling you, it's absolute fact that if the right opportunity presented and the right contract came from a rival club, he would entertain it. I stand by that. I did say at the time, you'd have to say it's, it's less likely than likely. But with Tarando coming in, Hopper coming in, that is the facts as they present themselves at the moment for Jack Graham. Yes, has got a contract going forward, um, but he's open to moving if another club was to present the right offer and the right environment and the right setup for him to play regular midfield football at the Tigers. And I know he had some injury concerns uh, in the season just gone as well. Uh, shout out to Tommy Lynch, who won the uh, Jack Dye medal last night as well. His third best and fairest by a single vote. He missed four games and he was subbed out early in a fifth. So that's a fair result. Yeah, Tom fantastic. Went. He kicked 60 goals, I think, this year. 62, I think. He was, yep. what was he, four off the Coleman? Five off the Coleman? That's something right, like he that. was too, yeah. So he had a great season. Well done. All right. Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? I wonder if we might just try to clear a break. Or we'll sit tight. We'll still try to get to Joel Selwood when he comes up. No, yes, we will. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, we will. We will take a break. So we'll, we'll try to clear this break, Sando, so we can get as much of Joel Selwood and that announcement. I'm, I'm assuming Chris Scott will be there as well. Um, it's imminent down there at GMHBA Stadium. So you're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, Continental Tires, and proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL. Flanked by the club CEO, Steve Hocking. As we just make it, it'd be very crammed down there, as you can imagine, all the AFL media uh, and journalists and camera crews are there. And now Chris Scott has also taken his position as well. So let's go to Steve Hocking, who's making some opening remarks. The media. I'll now just hand over to Joel for uh, an announcement. This, this is actually probably a little bit easier for me um, today um, than probably what most people would think. Um, about six weeks ago, I decided that this would be it, um, that I'd finish my playing days at the Geelong Footy Club, uh, win, lose or draw, come the end of the year. Um, it was a decision made um, amongst my manager, who I wanted to catch up with before round 23. Um, we didn't then decided, as I got him to ask a few, as he's got a few of the current players on the list, Mitch, um, Tom Hawkins, Tom Stewart, um, over the year to just um, see how I'm going and, uh, and if I should move on. I then touched base with Paddy Dangerfield, obviously, um, to see how he thinks I'm going um, through background, just uh, through background chats and they're as loyal people as you would get. Um, they all want me to play on. Uh, it's not going to be the case. Um, I went to Tommy 
and I decided that we should speak to Hock um, and just get his opinion. He said the same thing, it's up to me um, whether I go on. Um, and I decided uh, out of that that um, I could go probably at 85% next year um, and I'd, everyone would look after me, but I'd had to, I had to be all in and uh, I just couldn't um, do that. I've had such a fun year this year um, amongst the playing group, amongst his football club. Uh, home life's been really good. Uh, I'm having a baby come February, which is exciting. Um, and uh, from there, I had to go in and tell the coach uh, on Friday morning um, before we played West Coast. And um, I didn't know that Hock hadn't spoken to him. Um, so that was uh, one of the toughest conversations that I've had to do, along with um, telling a few others. But that Friday morning, uh, I went in there and um, uh, basically told him that I was OK. I was okay with the decision that um, I'd come to with Hock and Tommy, and um, he, he was, wasn't too sure what I was talking about, but I had to explain to him that I wouldn't be um, continuing on next year. Um, How'd the meeting go post that? Well, first, we, first of all, we had a bit of a cry together. I went to walk out the door, and then I had to turn around and uh, have another hug before I walked out. Um, and then Scotty's probably delivered his worst performance of a pre-game <laughs> speech that I've ever seen, um, which was quite disappointing because it was Paddy's 300th and I took the moment away from him. Um, but it was, uh, you know, we had a, we had a special time. Um, I couldn't even tell a couple of my best mates um, until grand final week, Frulli and Brocky. Um, couldn't tell any of the players, couldn't let them play on emotion. So it was a visit to Hawke's house yesterday morning. Um, which wasn't easy, popped off, popped into Mitch's on the way from there and then as the day went on I grabbed a few other of um, the important people at this footy club that's, you know, every, everyone's important, sorry, but um, Paddy, Stewie, Blitz and Garth, who I played footy with for over 200 games, you know, majority of them. Um, it's been unbelievable. I've had uh, great support the whole way along managers Tommy and Catherine um, can't thank them enough they they know that they, they've guided me the whole journey um, with what I should be doing who I should be speaking to how I deliver things um, my family sit in the front row uh, three brothers that I've grown up we played footy against each other at the highest level um, I got to play with one of them um, you know, I won't, whatever I say, it won't do them justice. Um, Mum and Dad, the journey started and, um, you know, I just can't really put into words and um, I can't understand how they did what they did for us, um, us boys back then and got us to games and fed us and we're here, we all had a good crack at it. Um, the journey's been good. And I just want to speak about the Geelong Footy Club as a whole. Um, I've played under three presidents. Um, I've had two coaches, two CEOs, three footy managers. And it's just such a stable and um, un unbelievable place to go to work, um, led by those people that have been in charge over the, those times. But 
Um, they put people in underneath them that uh, love going to work. You don't come to the Geelong Footy Club to go to work for money. You come for the experience. And uh, I've loved every part of that. I guess I can pass it over to whoever now. I'm a bit sick of speaking. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just open up uh, to questions now from, from the floor. So happy to take any. Yeah, very comfortably. Um, I played okay in that last game of the year against West Coast, and then in the first final, I, I went okay again. And uh, it was probably only my wife that said, "Are we making the right decision?" Uh, at that stage, there was only you know six people um, that had, that um, knew. Um, my brothers didn't even know at that stage. Um, decided to tell them a little bit more further down the track. Um, so that it was uh, it was an easier decision. I, I chose to do it that way. Do you think it would have been a um, would have changed your mind as a result of the different kind of things that they did? Nope. How much satisfaction do you take job from the way you were playing when you finished up and to get that on with success in that last game? So I mean, not many players get to make it that way. Yeah, I just feel so lucky. Um, I've just spoken to the boys down in the rooms. Um, and, you know, I I just saw just people that I wanted to go to work with and I'm wondering what I'm going to do next year and I'm not going to be with people like that. Um, you know, they've all been a joy. Um, you just, yeah, footy clubs are special and I'm in a really special one. How uh, did you ready yourself to talk to the teammates? I actually didn't. I, and I, and I wasn't going to, but then um, I woke up this morning at 3am and my wife caught me again, um, probably thinking about, you know, what I was going to say and, you know, if I was going to deliver it perfectly and get it right and then I've never been that way, you know, I've sort of, um, I enjoy the emotional intelligence side of life where you just do things off the cuff sometimes and um, I just told them that they're so lucky for being here and, um, and I've enjoyed their company. Um, I'll turn into the biggest fan. I asked a couple of them if they'd find me some tickets because I've never had to do that before, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll work that out. How hard was it grand final day knowing that it'll be your last game of football preparing but not being able to share that information with any of your teammates? No, that was easy. No, the, the game was, you know, as I said, probably pre the game. Um, I played every game like it was my last. It's The game's really hard. Um, I said when I could probably go 85% next year, it's, I know that's not good enough. Um, you've got to go all out and I was ready um, for that. Straight away when I decided that it was going to be it, I knew that I had to just buckle in for six weeks here and, um, and make sure I get the job done. Well, Joel and I, in particular, have spoken about um, the, the uh, inevitability of that day coming. Uh, but the thing that continually struck me about Joel was his ability to care for others and prioritise others. So, you know, the, the end of, in my opinion, it was he's the best, when you take everything into consideration, he's the best player I've ever seen. 
uh, and the best representative of the Geelong Footy Club that you could possibly imagine. And so even when uh, the opportunity came for him to take a bit of the limelight, his priority was to make sure that his decision didn't negatively impact anyone else. And if you don't mind me saying, he's, he spoke really well just before to the rest of the playing group around uh, the need to keep it from everyone so they could prioritise the team performance going into a final series. Uh, did play pretty well in that last game um, against West Coast and the first final as well. And yeah, I think he was committed to his decision, but the greatest going out on top, I just can't think of a better way for um, for Joel to finish. And he just, I, I think he will, like he'll still be our biggest fan. You know, he spoke much better about it 15 minutes ago than I am now, um, but he doesn't know any other way. Um, and that's only one of the reasons we love him. And the, the, re the reason why um, it was kept from Chris was so they had a moment that was authentic. And I always see you as this sort of steely person on the outside. You know, we've seen a whole lot more emotion in the last week. Has it sort of surprised you outside of it for you? <laughs> uh, I am pretty soft at times. I'm looking at my wife here. Um, <laughs> I do cuddle her. I do love her. Um, and I think the boys know that side of me probably within the locker room a lot more too. Um, Funny, I'll take you into a moment on the weekend, but um, I came off in the last quarter. Um, Sam De Koning was on the uh, interchange bench with me on one side. Blitz was on the other side. And um, Sam just said, you can't, you can't finish. Um, which is pretty special, like a 21-year-old kid Probably read the moment. Blitz knew that I was in a bit of trouble. Um, my, the heart was racing, the eyes were watering. Um, and I knew that I was going out for my last 15 minutes uh, of the game, yeah, of my career. And um, yeah, I am a little bit soft. How do you think you would feel coming out uh, there'll be a stage where I absolutely miss it. I'm okay now. Um, I'll miss it when the boys go back to training. Um, the fierce competitor in me won't leave me. Um, but it's, uh, it's the other side of it when I have to, you know, lie on the floor instead of sitting on the couch um, because I'm so sore. Um, or like my wife has seen crawl to the toilet instead of walk during the middle of the night. Like. They have been um, scenarios that have played out at different times um, that I probably won't miss that side of it, um, but I will miss I will miss being around this place. It's the people you play with. It's the front row. It's the people you play with. They, I mean, and that's not a stat, but well, Hawks is a stat. We played over 300 games together, but which is ridiculous. But it's, um, yeah, I can't put it into a, you know, a number thing for you. But I just love playing with boys. 
I think I probably would have been okay, Pete. Um, either way, well, I was going to have to be because I'd made that decision and I wasn't changing it. But um, uh, it made walking around that ground on the weekend even sweeter. Um, I knew, like, there's the stories of the boys' careers, whether they have come into the system late, and I've got Tom Atkins and Tom Stewart in my eye line, um, or they've come from different clubs. Um, and they've got to see a piece of the Geelong Footy Club, you know. I just hope I've set it up and with a number of different people that um, these boys just uh, enjoy being around the place and and um, they just want to go to work and get the best out of each other. Um, yeah, that's what I'd probably sum it up and want to be reminded for. Well, I, I plan on probably buying some golf clubs. Um, <laughs> my wife's probably going to ask us to call into uh, Geelong Travel after this and uh, go somewhere on a holiday. Uh, but no, like I just I probably mentioned, but um, I was all in. Um, footy was like, you know, I, I had to make sure I finished the job here. I'll take some time now. Uh, my phone's turned off, but my manager's is on. He's, <laughs> he's got a trade period. He tells me he's busy, but I'm sure he'll still uh, take calls at different stages. Uh, look, I'm, I'm open to anything. I love working in team environments, um, whether that be footy or another sport. Or yeah, I, I walked out of, uh, I walked into this club when I was 18. Um, you know. I may be walking out of the locker room, I may be still working here, I may be working elsewhere. I'm, yeah, I haven't got that answer for you. Joel, the rumour on the rooftop this morning suggested you're at a service station on Saturday night and we're having a, a few car troubles with a key and had to talk someone into giving you a bit of time. Can you shed a little bit more light on what happened on Saturday night at the server? <laughs> Only you. The, uh, yeah, well. So I, I drove home Saturday night. Um, I, I'd had three beers after the grand final, which sounds a bit boring uh, for a lot of people. Um, but uh, I wanted to get Brit home, um, as she was pretty exhausted being 18 weeks pregnant. Um, so we decided that we would drive home. Um, but I didn't read the play that well and got back to the place that she was at and forgot the key that was in my locker. So Harry Taylor did the... Uh, right thing and went and ran and got the key, but when he jumped back in the car and I dropped him off, he left it in his pocket. Uh, <laughs> I decided to uh, turn into the APCO in uh, Barwon Heads and uh, just grab some goodies because I hadn't eaten enough for the night. And um, when I put into gear, it probably then dawned on us that we were in a bit of trouble and we had no key. So there's a young P plate, a girl that had been uh, at the pub, her name was Emily. Um, and I asked Emily if she could drop me home. And I jumped in the car and I asked her how her day was and she she wasn't in the best of moods, to be honest. She, it was a busy day at the pub, Barwon Heads pub, and um, she didn't really pick up who I was uh, at the time. <laughs> she asked me how I da my day was and I said it was actually pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> um, and then uh, she said, what did I get up to? I said, I actually uh, played in the game today. And uh, she still hadn't picked up who I was, <laughs> which was a nice thing. Um, and then uh, she asked for my name and then she started swearing at herself. Um, <laughs> we picked up the key, we drove back to the car and I told Emily that I actually have the cup in the car and would she like a photo? Um, 
and uh, she got her photo and uh, she drove back home to Geelong. Chris, Oh, to be irreplaceable. <clears throat> but what Joel has done is set our footy club up uh, in so many ways, and I alluded to it uh, in a previous um, answer, but my we first met at the end of, well, in a professional sense, I guess, and at the end of 2010, and it struck me from the day I met him that he was always putting others in front of him, and that extended to trying to influence others to get to the position where they could lead this footy club in his mind as well as he has. Now, that won't be possible. Uh, but I, I think we all feel much better prepared for the next few years at least um, because of the, um, at least in my time, the 12 years that Joel's um, invested in all of us. I think it was about halfway through the last quarter before he went back on. Um, Joel picked up the phone down on the bench, which is kind of how our relationship works. It's not me in the box picking up the phone, talking to him. It comes back the other way. Um, but it just sort of struck me like it, th this was... Again, it, sh it should have been his moment, but uh, he just wanted to share it with, with, with me. And that is... Look, I mean, there are so many things that I'd, I'd prefer to keep private, but it will come out over the journey, I'm sure. Um, to be so important and to deserve your opportunity to enjoy some individual um, accolades, he, he keeps thinking about the most what I think are peripheral things um, because that's just, that's just who he is. And it won't change now that his footy career is over. That's, you know, we won the footy lottery getting to spend a decade or so with, uh, with Joel Selwood. Now it's the, it's the turn for others to um, see what a truly great person he is because you could, you could forget about everything he's done on a football field um, and, and the rest would still be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so... It's a big CV off-field. Yeah, the, I mean, the off-field stuff. Again, it's not for me to speak. I, sh I should speak less and leave it to Joel, but... Um, it's, yeah, it's just been a privilege for us to get to learn from the great man. There you go, Joel Selwood, Frank, flanked by the coach Chris Scott and the CEO Steve Hocking, uh, officially calling an end to his long and decorated career. Sando, 16 years at the top level, the age of 34, four-time premiership player, six times in All-Australian, three times a Geelong best and fairest winner. There is a lot to take out of that uh, press conference. Yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? Um, and probably the greatest cat of all time. And that's another big statement, but people will straight away call up or send a text in about the ablets. Um, this is not talent because he's not the most talented cat to ever play the game for Geelong, but he's, there's probably been no greater player with more influence at Geelong, um, except for probably Reg Hickey. Him and Reg Hickey mm. would be the two over um, 130 years, I think, of that footy club. So, yeah, we've, um, we're witnessing one of the absolute greats, one of the icons, and when – in a few years, he'll be in the AFL. He'll be in the AFL Hall of Fame. That's that's a given. And then a few years after that, I'm sure we'll see him mm. um, elevated to the legend status. He's he's that good.
Let's discuss it further on the other side of this break. The floor is yours too if you want to have your say. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Drop us a text as well. 0419-187-323. It's Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio for 2022. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. You're listening to the Con- Search, compare, host plus today. Trade Afternoons. For McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Tapped it straight to Smith. Hand pass. Here it is. Selwood's onto it. Outside of the boot. Hangs it up. It floats. Oh, captain. My captain. Perhaps the signature moment of the 2022 Grand Final. Joel Selwood surrounded by his teammates for years of loyal service. For all the records that have come his way, he's going to finish the day with the Premiership Cup in hand and his legacy soars yet further. Does it ever. And today he's called it quits. Joel Selwood uh, announcing his retirement. We brought you the audio before the break. Decided that this would be it. Win, lose or draw. Decision made before round 23. He did have the choice to play on. The club was going to give him that but he said, I could go at 85%. I had to be all in and I just couldn't do that. Obviously, having a, a partner with uh, uh, a baby with his partner, Britt, in February. He told Chris Scott on the Friday morning before round 23. Tough conversation, bit of a cry together. Visited Tom Hawkins' house yesterday, Mitch Duncan and a few others as well. And uh, Chris Scott describing him as the best player I've ever seen. Non-committal on what happens next, but uh, gee, was every single football club in the country would be uh, would be contacting his management seeking uh, some sort of understanding of what he wants to do next year. And then there was the bizarre Saturday night service station story as well, <laughs> where he lost the keys to his car taken by, um, taken by who took his car keys? Harry, Harry Taylor. Taylor. Yep. Indeed. So do we name a stand after him or do we name a street after him down there, Sando? Well, I, if it was me personally, I think I'd prefer a street. I think I like uh, Good problem to have. putting it into your Google Maps, uh, <laughs> Brenton Sanderson Street or something like that, but. Yeah, that's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> that's uh, too long. <laughs> so uh, he he calls a quit today, Joel Selwood, and now uh, you could see the emotion there cracked a couple of times towards the yeah. end. I know he's hard as rock, yeah. uh, hard as granite, Joel Selwood, but even he uh, starting to crack a bit at towards the end. And uh, Chris Scott wears his yeah. heart on his sleeve as well. Well, I said Sam is he the greatest cat of all time, and I just looked up. I thought probably him or Red Chicky. I just had a quick look at Red Chicky's um, CV. Mm. He he played in two premierships, thirty one and thirty seven. Red Chicky. In the 37 Premiership, he was captain coach. And then he was standalone coach for the 51 and 52 Premiership. So I think Red Chicky and uh, Joel Selwood, the only cats to be involved in four Premierships. And he also was nine years captain of Geelong and won two best and fairest. So when you measure up those two CVs, um, they're pretty similar. But I guess front of mind is Joel Selwood and, and his incredible impact, four Premierships. And who knows? He 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 might go on and coach. There's a there's a fair few texts coming through. Yeah, that um, there'd be clubs looking for him to become an assistant coach at their club with potentially the the idea of becoming a senior coach. It'd be awesome if he went into coaching. So we've got what the deal to come on Rory Law. We've got Sando's shopping list as well. You wanted to get the Camarena stuff off your chest. We've cleared that up once and for all yep. earlier. And you also had some homework to do and you've delivered as well. We'll get to this a bit later. Great. Yep. The, the secret herbs and spices, as it were, the AFL's compensation formula. You know, perhaps the most complicating, confusing, controversial, and maybe even the most important part of yep, trade definitely. 
the trade exchange period. So we'll break that down later on because you made a few calls on that. But now it's time for a news update. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yeah, just repeating that news, Joel Selwood has retired a four-time Premiership player, 16 years at the top level. 2006 draft, he was Sando at pick number seven. There wouldn't be too many years that have gone by where clubs aren't thinking, what are we doing with our pick before pick seven? So he's uh, announced his retirement from football today. The Cats also informed Quentin Narkle, Francis Evans, Nick Stevens, Paul Sapatolis, and Zane Williams. They will not be offered contracts for the 2023 season. And Tyler's, you need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. And what happens next from a Geelong perspective will be oh so interesting, Sando. The Tanner Bruins situation... Ollie Henry, still not sure how they can satisfy Collingwood in a trade. First-round draft pick, couple of years in the system. Surely the Pies are going to ask for um, some significant compensation if he is to nominate Geelong as his club of choice. And what well, are the Cats willing to give him? He was a first-round selection, I think late first round, Ollie Henry. Yep. Um, so, yeah, obviously now I've had, I think, two years uh, in the system and had some really good games. So I just, it'd be really hard to get that deal done, I think. Uh, but when you've got Stephen Wells involved... Yeah. Um, Who's the maestro, the master of that sort of thing? It, uh, yeah, who knows? Certainly, Jack Henry been speaking every time he's asked about uh, how much he'd like his brother to come down and play uh, with him. Obviously, the Guthries have just won a premiership together down there. And then the other aspect to it all from Geelong potentially coming in is Jack Bowes and the pick seven that Gold Coast are shopping around the competition that has created oh so much interest and intrigue, Sando. Essendon are right there as well. Yep. I still reckon Geelong are the front runners to get that deal done. It would be amazing if well, they could. Geelong would get Bose and pick seven. Yep. And what would they give up? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? It would depend. It would depend on the money, depend on the contract. But uh, wow. essentially they're agreeing to take the money off the books of God. That, that is what they're giving. So th- that's why the deal is so attractive. Well, I've said it three days in a row because <laughs> I can't believe it. I know. But Jack Bose is a seriously good player. He is – I know – once again, the SMS machine will light up, but he's, he is a, he's a future leader. He's got character. He's a great decision maker, beautiful kick. His only knock would be he doesn't quite have the leg speed, but Jack Bose is a serious player. Welcome to have you say on that, of course. Uh, give us a call anytime. Line's open here at Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, 1-300-23-55-48. Just parking these texts as well, 0419-187-323. We might take a break, Sando, on the other side of this. Love your feedback on this too. How do we value... Rory Lobber in the exchange from Fremantle to the Western Bulldogs contracted. The Dockers saying they're going to hold him. What will what the Western Bulldogs have to give up to satisfy Fremantle in a trade here? We'll play a bit of what the deal next. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, they're engineered in Germany and proven here in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Engine 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Yes, welcome back. Rory Lobb has wanted a trade out of the Fremantle Dockers for the better part of 12 months. He's bought a property here. His partner's moved over here. Um, the conversation's been ongoing. And yet Peter Bell, the head of football at Fremantle, talking tough at the moment. A contracted ruck forward staying put. But his manager, Colin Young, confident of a backflip here, Sando. So let's play a bit of What's the Deal?
Early text has dropped there. This is from Joe. I didn't mind this from J-Dog. With uh, Lloyd Meek likely to land at Hawthorne, pick 29 plus Jordan Sweet as Meek's replacement should be more than enough to get the Rory Lobb deal done. Sweet seriously considered a West Coast offer last year before signing a two-year contract extension at the Dogs. So Joe has it that Rory Lobb's Rory Lobb heads to the Western Bulldogs in exchange for pick 29 and Jordan Sweet. What do you reckon of that one? Sam? I don't mind it. Yeah, that's um, – and when you look at Western Bulldogs' depth chart, um, obviously they've got Stefan Martin and Tim English, and Jordan Sweet has played some good footy when he's had a handful of games for the Western Bulldogs. So, yeah, if they lose Lobb, um, obviously Sean Darcy was the number one ruck over in uh, Fremantle, very good ruckman. But uh, Jordan Sweet's a good player and mm. still quite young. So, yeah, I actually don't mind that. I'm sure they'll push for more Fremantle, but the Western Bulldogs draft hand is 11 too high. Then there's that pick 29. Now, we'll yep. wait and see what happens with all their other dealings. Um, 37, 65, 83. So, it could be, few, as we said yesterday, they're rarely this simple, aren't they? There could be exchange yeah. of futures tacked on, uh, all sorts of swapsies. Exactly right. And when you look at Roy Lobb, he, he's had his best season this year. Roy Lobb is 29 years old. He will play next year as a 30-year-old. Yep. Um, he's played 140 games, uh, so he's played nine seasons. His most goals was this year in a season, 36. So he's he's had some years, 18 and 19, 2018, 2019. He played mostly ruck, but uh, in those nine seasons, his highest three seasons of goals has been this year with 36. Um, he kicked 29 in 2016, and he kicked 20 goals in 2021 um, last year. So... He's not a huge goal scorer. So um, potentially we are overrating him a little bit. Um, as I said, uh, nine seasons, he's kicked 143 goals from 140 games. So he's a goal a game player on yep. average. So I I think probably pick 29 is about fair, Sam, when you're looking at what is uh, the fair trade for, for, for a 29-year-old now who will play as a 30-year-old next year. Mm. And like you said, he won't be the number one ruck. He's, he'd be the second ruck and and that sort of power forward, that key forward. So, Gee, when he was on this year, so he kicked four against the Dogs in round 21. Mark just about everything. Certainly kicked just about goals everything. from 50 that day. He was, <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't think he kicked the goal from inside 50 that day. He Amazing. Was, he was fantastic. Yeah. So sometimes that helps too. The, the, yeah. the club you're going to or the club that sort of asks about the trade is typically the side that you played uh, best against that shit. Port Adelaide, yeah. five goals. Um, so he, he he kicked goals in all bar, you know, a handful of games this year. And when he was on, he was on. You wonder the ripple effect with these things, what he will do for the likes of Aaron Norton, uh, Josh Bruce, if he can get himself back in the side. But certainly um, Jamari Eagle Hagen and these guys, the ripple effect will be immense because Aaron yeah. Norton won't be sweated on by, you know, two, three and four defenders. Well, you're right, Sam. And that's, I think, Western Bulldogs now the dilemma because everything goes through Norton and it became quite predictable for the opposition. They could come off their opponents because they knew that, the ball was going to head in the Norton direction. Mm. Um, Eagle Hagen's second half of the year was excellent. Uh, we we saw a glimpse of of how good this young man's going to be. But yeah, if you put Rory Lobb in that forward line, um, you got the dual threat. Then you got the dual threat like we saw with Geelong with yep. with Cameron and Hawkins. You can play one a little bit higher. They can separate. Um, you've got the double targets going inside forward fifty. It's going to be Land of the Giants down there too because they've got Darcy who they don't want to play in the ruck, but they've got yep. Tim English as well. Yep. Um, Steph Martin, assuming might, has to wait through the trade period to know what's going to happen with him. But what it does in the ruck perspective is is big as well for the Dogs. Yeah, and Tim English had a great season as well. He's quickly become one of the most important ruckmen in the competition. So it's um, it's a trade we will watch with interest. But I, 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 think, I think 29 could get it done. Um, I like 
I like the text about Jordan Sweet. That could be the mm. sweetener. Yes, sweet the sweetener. I don't mind that at all. Uh, Zach from Perth has got uh, very much got his wish list out there. Lob for Norton straight trade. Don't think that will be happening, uh, Zach, but we love a, a, a late April Fool's uh, joke. Sando, we might puck this for another day. Jack Graham, uh, a good fit for Port Adelaide, question mark. And what's Jack worth? We'll, we'll see how that fleshes out with uh, Jack Graham. If it uh, does turn out there's uh, a bit of meat on that bone, we can always make that a uh, what the deal before uh, our stint here on Trade Radio 2022 is out. Now, you've done some homework, Sando. I know you've got your shopping list there as well, yep. but you've made some calls around the AFL secret herbs and spices as well. We've got to take another break here, but I wonder if we might come back and um, start to flesh out those secret herbs and spices and you can paint a bit more of a picture around uh, the AFL's, um, well, free agency formula. Can do. All right. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, those Continental Tires. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental... McDonald's.com.au Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yes, that's why we're here. All thanks to Maccas and McSpicy Range at Maccas. And can you handle the heat? Friday, Sando, signals the start of the free agency period. That's when that window opens. So that's Dan McStay, that's Carl Amon, that's maybe Jack Gunston up to Brisbane as well. And then we get into the nitty-gritty of compensation. That's yep. C word that bobs up this time every year. Highly controversial as well. Confusing, complicating, and also largely secret. And uh, you were given some homework yesterday to go yeah. away and just do some digging. Now, a lot's been written over the compensation formula over the years, and it might have changed. It's been in effect since 2012. The clubs are still kept in the dark. We heard Chris Davies only yesterday talking about Carl Amon and what he thinks might happen and may not happen. What have you been able to find out on your digging? Yeah, what I've, I've, well, I've looked at the formula, but what we have to understand is um, it's impossible, and we probably got in the mistake of this yesterday, Sam, is a lot of our listeners were comparing deals of previous years. So I know we talked yesterday about the Lysette deal when he went mm. uh, to Port Adelaide, and I think Port uh, uh, West, Coast. West Coast were compensated with a late first round pick. Um, it's impossible to compare previous uh, draft compensation picks. So straight away, listeners, you can't you can't bring up uh, previous deals. But what comes into consideration firstly is the age of the player. So um, we know that uh, the free agency comes after eight years of service. So the youngest free agent will be twenty six years of age. So that that impacts it. Um, and obviously, the older they get, the less compensation. Um, what they've achieved in their career. So that's that's a pivotal point. So we're talking about, you know, Brownlow's best and fairest, all Australian nominations. Their resume. Their resume comes really? into it. Yep. Um, and also, too, what's important is the contract that they are signing at their new club. So obviously the amount, but also the um, the length of the contract. That has an impact. Now, we have to understand here, though, and this is where it gets a bit tricky, is the TPP, the total player payment, is fluid. So that that does change, and we're seeing an increase, obviously, this year as well. So um, where a player's salary will fit or their contract will fit um, is quite fluid each year. So I, I guess the simplest way to put it is a young player who has achieved a lot in his career that is going for a long-term deal uh, for good money is obviously going to be compensated with a first-round pick or a – um, and if you, if you if you said that was a 27 or a 28-year-old with not quite the achievements, you're probably looking at, you know, second round pick or end of second round. So 
Um, there is some bands, like the the, yep, the, the top band would be that that first round compensation or end of first round compensation. That goes for so the top five percent. I think this is where you you've got a, a the 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 band is determined by um, I, I guess the the complexity comes in with how much a player is going to get paid, as you mentioned. So first round picks top five percent, yep. end of first round pick top fifteen percent. Second round pick, top 30% and so on and so on. How many bands do you reckon there are? I'm not Eight? sure. Not sure how many bands there are. But um, but that's where I think we sometimes, um, as outsiders looking in, we sometimes scratch our heads with the compensation pick. But um, there's obviously a committee at the AFL who run that. And it's um, they, they will obviously notify the clubs when the deal gets done of what the compensation will be. But once again, I'll just say it's, it's, it's a bit like the match review panel. It's important that you don't look at previous um, examples and say, right, this is what our guy's going to get when he leaves. Um, it is it is unique in how they in how they establish it. But the key points are age, um, what they've achieved, the contract length, and the amount that they're signing for at the new club. So I wonder what Carl Amon will net if he's twenty seven years of age and not twenty eight until August, yep. and if his contract is actually has has been reported, which is four years at around six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season. I wonder what that would net Port Adelaide. Well, we we heard Chris Davies yesterday talk about he was expecting a end of first round pick. I, I can't see that, Sam. I think that'll I think that doesn't quite come into those bands that we were talking about before, particularly when you look at his C V had a very good year this year. We know that. And even last year, he was exceptional. Um, All-Australian nominee. So in the squad of 40, I think, last year in 2021. Mm. Um, and club honours, uh, the Coaches Award of 2021 and Best First Year Player back in 2014. So it's it's not packed with, um, uh, I guess, club achievements either for Car- Carl Amon. Very good player. But, yeah, maybe a little bit wishful thinking that Port Adelaide would be getting an end of first round pick for Carl Amon. And maybe that's all part of the bargaining from here. I'm not sure that's going to yeah. make any difference. But not all not all first round even compensation picks are equal either because, of course, it's tied to ladder position. So that's right. if you're a club like Port Adelaide, you're middle of the first round, of course. And if you're a club like North Melbourne, saying you lose a free agent, then you're right at the pointy end, of course. So we've seen that over time. Yep. You know, um, the James Frawley compensation pick. I think Melbourne got pick four, three, maybe. And then when Lance Franklin left for Sydney, Hawthorne got, you know, pick 19, which is the one that we always come back to. So yep, yep. they're tied to ladder position, of course. Yep. Righto. Trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Ranger at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And what has been an integral part of uh, trade afternoons already this year has been Sando's shopping list. My favourite time of the show. Let's uh, let's get to it, Sando. And now, let's go shopping. It's delivery time. Oh, yes, time to go shopping with uh, Brenton, Tony Barber, Sanderson. <laughs> and uh, we're br- just about through the top eight for 2022, Sando. In fact, we're up to the Western Bulldogs, are we not? Yeah, we're at the, we're at the Western Bulldogs. Um, I found this really difficult. Um, and and we're going to get to St Kilda in a minute as well. But I just don't know what direction the Bulldogs take here because yeah. they are mid. They finish mid-tier. Um, we saw that on the ladder position. And same thing with their list profile there. They're sort of mid-tier with experience and with games experience. Um, we just talked about potentially bringing in Lobb to help with the Norton, Josh Bruce, Waitman, uh, Vandermeer forward line. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Hugo Hagen, who we know is going to be a really promising forward for them. Um, it's it's an interesting squad to look at. And what do they need? Gee, I, I think it's quite obvious. I think they need the strength in their key defender stocks. Um, I like Alex Keith as a player, but then he found himself out of the side there temporarily late in the season. And when you look at their defense, um, 
Zane Cordy, Ed Richards is a great player. Caleb Daniel, we know, is the setup man, the quarterback across halfback. Uh, Bailey Williams spent a lot of time forward and wing this year, but has played down back in in the past. Uh, it's it's the area for the Western Bulldogs that I think they need to strengthen. I love their midfield, like Bontempelli, McRae, Trelaw, Bailey Smith, Tom Libertore. Um, they're going to lose Josh Dunkley. We know that. Uh, Lockie Hunter, we talked about uh, yesterday and yeah. also on Monday as well. Young Riley West coming coming through. Looks like he's going to be a good player for them through the midfield. But I think it's pretty obvious, Sam. Um, the defence is where they need to focus uh, their energy in this trade period and I think also at the draft. So Liam Jones will come in, of yep. course, having spent that year out of, out of the game. It's perfect fit. Perfect due fit. to the vaccine mandate. Who knows? I mean, I think he's got a couple of good years left in him. Yep. So Zane Cordy still hasn't signed, which is interesting. So he's just having a look around at the moment, see what else is out there. But he has a contract offer on the table. And then there's Hayden Crozier, who sort of fell out of favour this yep. year as well. Again, different sort of a player, more of a um, rebounding halfback. But he's got a contract, but he's looking around as well. So depending on what happens with those guys, like Hunter you mentioned as well, there might be a bit of change at the Western Bulldogs yet. Yeah, and I saw they brought in Brendan Laid as well mm. from St Kilda to, to head up their midfield coaching, um, which is a great get. He's a really good uh, coach, Brendan Laid. Often talked about as potential senior coach in the future. So... It's, it's obvious, Sam. They, they just need to get better defensively. We saw them give up some big scores this year, which is not to blame the back six, but it's just a defensive scheme that they, that they played this year. They gave up a lot of marks, a lot of uncontested marks, but I think that'll help if they can strengthen their defensive stocks in 2023 and beyond. This question came for you now. It's funny because this came across my desk a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm not sure anything's happened here, but certainly there's history between Jack Payne and the Western Bulldogs, contracted up at Brisbane, of course, and fighting for his spot. And look, if Gardner stays at Brisbane, I wonder if Payne might have a look around to yep. get some regular football. Yep. With Dougley heading to Brisbane, would the Lions' future first-round pick and a player like Jack Payne get the deal done, or is that overs? Will enable Brisbane to keep their points this year and get the dogs a promising young key position defender. That's from Jim in Thornbury. Uh, he puts a little PS in saying, we'd love Rainer at the dogs, although I don't think there's any chance <laughs> yeah. of that happening. No, I don't think there is either, Jim. But um, Jack Payne's one who yeah, the dogs have yeah. had an interest in historically anyway. Yeah, and he'd be, he'd be a good fit for the Western Bulldogs. Um, and it's interesting, like we talked before about Brisbane with those young players coming in who are going to be bid for. They need points as well. So... We've got some very clever uh, GMs listening, I think, Sam, who are, who, are, who are texting in, which is great. It's it's great to see this part of the industry, people so passionate about player movement and how, how they can strengthen their club um, mm. and also, too, you know, building for the future. And we talk about premiership profiling. We've heard about clubs going all in to win a premiership in the, in the short term, but sustained success. We look at this year's grand final, Sydney and Geelong, they just keep – uh, it, it feels like refreshing their list. They, they're always looking yeah. to to build sustained success. They're not just going all in at the expense of what the long term looks like for their footy club. And Brisbane Cat, look, they don't have to match up. I mean, they can go into deficit next year. I'm not sure that's something clubs would ideally want to do. I think Fremantle have done it most recently. Obviously, means that your first round pick in 2023 comes back a certain yep. number, a handful of places, if you like. And we saw what Collingwood did last year, pretty late in the piece, to get those picks to match the the bids that came for Dacos. They did that in a matter of days. Just yeah. the picks just started flooding in. So I think Brisbane are going to get there. There's going to be a lot of pick swaps happening this year as well. So Brisbane at the moment, just 15, 33, 44, 69, 87. But once the wheeling and dealing starts, those picks come flying in. So that's the Western Bulldogs. I think a lot of upside in the Western Bulldogs as uh, Luke Beveridge enters the final year of his contract as it stands at the moment. There are a lot of optimistic Carlton supporters, Sando, halfway through this yep. season before it uh, all went a little bit belly up in the aftermath. But 
Where do they need to improve, do you think? Um, I can't find anywhere, to be honest, Sam. I'm really bullish about the Blues, and I loved watching them play this year, and their fans should have enjoyed it. And, yes, they didn't play uh, off in this year's finals campaign. They just finished, They just weren't able to clear those last couple of hurdles, those, those heartbreaking losses, which kept them out of the eight. But their list profile is excellent. They've done a fantastic job. They're young. Um, and they are stacked with talent. And I can't find a weakness. I know they've already made some list changes, and they're good players that they've let go as well. Guys like Stocker and Tom Williamson, Jack Nunes, mm. um, Oscar McDonald played some really important roles for them um, in the short time that he was there. So I just can't find a weakness. I love their forward line. Um, obviously, Kerno and McKay, Silvani, Jack Martin, um, they are stacked there. They're, they're, their ruck stocks are good. Their midfield is elite with Walsh and Cripps. They brought in Hewitt and Chera, who were great. Kennedy had a great season. Um, Zach Fisher, obviously, he's a, is a really important player for them. We talked a little bit about Paddy Dowell and Will Setterfield yesterday, about mm. potentially where they fit, if they fit just outside of that best 22. Um, and obviously, their back line, potentially, that's where you could look to bring in some talent because you've got, um, obviously, Wiedering's a star. Doherty returned this year and was excellent. Um, Williams is a very good player. Nick Newman's a very good player. Mitch McGovern uh, is really important. But um, we saw Lockie Plowman spend some time in the VFL late in the season. Maybe that's the area. Maps potentially, if you're talking about a shopping list for Carlton, do they do they just look to strengthen their uh, their back six in, at at some point because they do lose uh, Stocker, McDonald, Williamson. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, but I, I, I'm really excited. Blues fans listening, I think you're, you're set for some fun over the next couple of seasons because this team's going to get better and better. So Blake Akers will come on a wing, of course. They haven't had to break the bank for him. They wanted to focus more on the draft this year, the Blues, after a pretty big, you know, last couple of years on the trade and free agency front. They've got still a couple of big re-signings to make as well. They've got Harry Mackay. Talks haven't quite started on him yet. Yep. Charlie Kerno signed on for, what was it in the end? Seven, eight? Can't remember how long it was. Big deal. Um, and then Harry Mackay needs to be done. And also Tom DeConing next year, the last yep. year of his contract as well. He's a good Actually, player. Yep. Just on young Tom. James is in Caulfield. He's called in uh, on the open line here on uh, Trade Afternoons as well, Sando. Uh, Jimmy, you there? You want to talk about Tom DeConing? Might get to him in a moment. Uh, issue with the line. We'll get to you, James. Uh, sit tight at the moment. No, we've got him. You there, Tom? Jimmy. Hey, guys. How are we? Sorry about that. Fire when ready. Sando, you're a good catch man. It doesn't get talked enough on this, but we've got to bring it up for a split second. <laughs> Thanks. Well, uh, Thanks. Back James. in the day, Sando. <laughs> um, now, uh, half my family's Carlton, half of Geelong. So I told him there was one game this year that I looked at Pittenet and Sauce, and I looked at Tom DeConning, and I said, if you drop him, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cats go after him hard because I think he can play anywhere on the ground, but I, I think the Carlton love, do love their sauce. And I just wonder, with Tommy finishing up in the next couple of years, if he's a player they'll try to headhunt. Great call. Um, really interesting. I mean, you're looking at Geelong's ruck stocks at the moment with Stanley and Segler, obviously um, two older boys there. Uh, two of the boys that were dressing up, I think, on Mad Monday as the, as the veterans. But obviously, um, yeah, the DeConning family have just watched... Uh, their son playing a premiership for the Cats. But yep. just imagine if the Cats got Tom DeConning. Sam, it would be freakish if they could pull that off in a year or two. 
Yeah, the three first round draft picks will get it done, done James, I reckon. Um, I'm a bit like you. My family's divided as well. My better half is Geelong, my young fellas Geelong, and myself and uh, my oldest boy are Carlton supporters as well. Adonis is just texting. We need a first-class ruckman, we being Carlton, as we saw what happened when Pitto, uh, Pitnet went down. TDK is not a ruckman. I actually like what I saw from Tom McConing in the ruck. Yeah, I did too. And I think actually the ruck position is going to change a little bit. I think the evolution of the game, when you look at um, traditional ruckman and, um, you know, picture, say, Todd Goldstein, who's been excellent for North Melbourne, probably the best player in, in that North – or probably the most consistent player in that North Melbourne side for the last 10 years. But I think the position is changing. And we've talked about Brody Grundy a lot, but – uh, that that mobile ruckman, that player that can get around the ground and, and effectively be a second midfielder uh, is so important now. Yes, you've still got to win hitouts to advantage and you've got to help your team win clearances, but I just think we're going to see an evolution in that in that position on the game. Mm. I, I think we're going to see more mobile uh, ruckman, exactly what Tom DeConning is, that ability to take big marks behind the play, get forward and kick goals, Um I don't know. There's, there's not. This, this will sound strange. There's not a direct correlation between hitouts and clearances either. Mm. Uh, hitouts to advantage is a really important stat, but you can have a ruckman sometimes get 45 hitouts plus, and his side gets smashed in clearances if you just got to pick off the opposition ruckman. So, it's interesting um, where that ruck position is going to go. Great family, the DeConings. Uh, Terry DeConing, the old man, played obviously at Footscray back in the day as well. A family of I think ten. So he's got a yeah, lot of right. siblings, Tom, Tom DeConning, and Jackie's, um, Jackie's his mum as well, um, Sam and Tom's mum. So it was great to see Tommy in the Geelong rooms in the afternoon. Yeah, that was wasn't great, it? wasn't it? That yeah. was really nice. Uh, we're working our way through Sando's shopping list. We've done the Western Bulldogs. We've done the Blues today. After this, we're going down the highway to Moorabbin to have a discussion on St Kilda. What an interesting juncture the Saints find themselves in in between the 2022 and 2023 season. Sando's shopping list is for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. Great to have your company on trade afternoons, all for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? You're listening to Continental Tyres. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Trade afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yes, trade afternoon, Sam Edmund, Brenton Sanderson with you up until 3 o'clock. And we're with Michael, who's in Caroline Springs, who's uh, called in. How are you there, Mick? Michael, we got you. Hey, good day, mate. How are you? What's on your mind? Oh, I just, I just, I miss Sando talking about Carlton, unfortunately, but um, I've got a whole bunch of mates who know a kid called Ethan Phillips who plays for Port Melbourne, 23 year old intercept. I think he's won an MVP award or something in the VFL um, in the latest awards. And He's very keen to play AFL, and I think a lot of clubs look at him. I just wonder if he'd be a, somebody, something that Carlton could pick up, someone that Carlton might think about picking up on it, because I think he fits a need. Well, I can't speak for Sando, Michael. I don't know a lot about him, but I, I know that he won that award you're referring to as the Fothergill Round Mitchell Medal, the league's most likely player. So he's a good size, 197 centimetres, 92 kilos, you know, intercept defender. I think there was an article, Michael, I knew you were going to talk about... Um, about him, so I quickly looked him up. There was uh, Paul Amy wrote a story, Sando, that uh, there was one VFL commentator this year identified him as Ethan the Interceptor. Yeah, okay. So there's worse like nicknames that. going around. Well, Michael, you missed my um, my little synopsis there of Carlton. I'm really bullish on Carlton next year. I think they're going to be a big improver. We saw that already this year, but I think they're going to go again. But the the beauty now, Sam, of uh, VFL is clubs are now um, 
more likely to take those 23, 24-year-olds than they ever have before. So we did see a period there where clubs would just go to the draft, go and pick 17, 18-year-olds. Uh, but there's more and more now. I mean, a, a great example of that was Collingwood when they took Brody Mycheck, um, the age 22, 23. He's become one of Collingwood's most important forwards. So mm. uh, I, th- I think now it's a great breeding ground for those mature age uh, recruits that come into clubs and have an immediate impact. So it wouldn't surprise me if a player like Ethan Phillips does get picked up. Good shout there, Michael. Yeah, he's 23 years of age and was also named in the VFL team of the year. So potentially AFL quality. Uh, Ethan Phillips, we'll see what happens with him. Thanks for the call, Mick. We're working our way through Sando's shopping list. Sando, let's go down the Nepean Highway and have a chat about the Saints. I'm, I'm fascinated to to get your take on where St Kilda are at. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused now what St Kilda should do. And obviously they will know better than anybody where they think they're set. Uh, the St Kilda supporters out there, do you think the next two or three years you're going to win a premiership with the list that you've got? Or is it time to take a step back again and go back to the draft um, and look to build and replenish that list with p- potentially another, you know, five, six years of, of, of getting back to that, that period where you can um, seriously challenge for a premiership. And they are in that middle tier of, of, of age profile. Now, it'll help because Geary's retiring, Hanabry's retiring, Paddy Ryder is retiring. Uh, and the other one they're, um, they're losing is Dean Kent. Mm. Um, now, when you, look, when you look at their squad, Sam, and I know it makes sense why they're targeting a player like Geordie Dugowie, and I know they are, they are bullish about their, their, their chances of getting him. Um, he'd be a massive loss for Collingwood, but it probably it's exactly the player they need. Um, when you look at the players that have been mentioned potentially leaving St Kilda, and once again, we don't know this, but we've heard Brad Hill's name, name come up. For whatever reason, we've heard Hunter Clark's na- name yeah. get get mentioned, and obviously Ben Long is requested a trade to the to, to Gold Coast. So, wh- when I look at their squad, and this is just me talking, I don't see a premiership in the next two to three years with this squad the way it is at the moment. Um, I think they could strengthen down back. I know they've got two good key defenders in Dougal Howard, and we saw Wilkie was in the All-Australian squad of 40 this year. Had a good year, didn't um, he? Had a great year. Uh, I love Jack Sinclair across halfback and through the midfield. Um, Patton's got some speed and was a good player across the back line, but I just think they need a, a bit more punch there. I think they probably do need to strengthen their their runoff of halfback um, and maybe look to bring in another medium-sized intercept defender. You know, and it, it would be... Really hard for St Kilda fans to see Paddy McCartan, what he did this mm. year. Obviously, former pick one who had all the troubles with the concussion, goes up to the Swans, plays in their VFL system, and then obviously is a is a, is instrumental in Sydney getting to a grand final. Um, uh, that's an opportunity lost there. Uh, their midfield is good. Jack Steele, Brad Crouch, Zach Jones, Gresham, um, Seb Ross I really like. McKenzie had a good year on the wing. But, you know, Dugowie would be a great get in that midfield. Um, same again with their forward line. Max King, sensational. Membry's a really good player. Higgins and Billings, Butler. Um, Mason Wood had a good season. Potentially just one more. One more of those you know, those, those high half forwards or particularly a marking forward in the sort of Tim Membry sort of mould, Mason, uh, Mason Wood mould. But, yeah, it feels like they still need to, to strengthen that squad. I, I don't think they're a premiership team in the next two or three years. I think they take the step back. Mm. I think they go, they go back and they say, right, let's just build through the draft. Let's look for some opportunities to get stronger and, 
and get that shared experience around them. So it's it's a side that, yeah, they, they could go either way. If they get to go, potentially they're all in. But otherwise, I think they take a step back and look to look to rebuild and replenish. Draft hand, 9-27-45-81. Hunter Clark, we're getting asked, are there any updates on Hunter Clark and the North Melbourne interest? Because he was weighing up a move to Unstreet. You know, I think this might be one where the uncertainty around Alistair Clarkson might work against this particular player acquisition. Not all of them, but I think this one, I think the player's overseas at the moment, so that picture will become clearer when he returns from his break. But um, we'll see where that one goes. The uncertainty with Alistair Clarkson might have a bearing on Hunter Clark's future. We will see. I've just been told that uh, we're going to have a chat to Jaron Geary, former skipper at the Saints and uh, and recently retired uh, defender. He's going to jump on the line with us shortly. So we might take a, an early break, if you like, Sando. That's been Sando's shopping list. We've oh, It's been magnificent. We've worked through a few today. Western Bulldogs, the Blues and the Saints. It's great to have your company on trade afternoons. It's for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And Continental Tyres as well. Powering AFL Trade Radio again for season 2022. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres. Play today and 18th of October for full terms. Visit mcdonalds.com.au. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Just repeating that news, uh, Beaumont News update. Geelong champion Joel Selwood has today announced his retirement. Four times a premiership player, six times an All-Australian and three times a Kaji Greaves medalist down there. 2010, 2013, 2014. Geelong captain since forever. Um, games record holder um, as skipper and most finals ever played with 40. What a legacy he leaves behind hanging up the boots. Well, the boots that he has because he gave his pair to an Oz kicker anyway, didn't he, Sando? So he might not have any to hang up. Great moment, wasn't it? Uh, Quentin Harkle uh, has been told uh, he can explore his options. He's been delisted. Francis Evans, Nick Stevens as well. Paul Sabatolis and Zane Williams down at the Cadre not, not offered contracts for 2020. Well, Sam, it's interesting with the Narkle one because he um, – oh, Geelong fans absolutely love him. They were always questioning why he wasn't in their best 22, why he couldn't find a way into that midfield. So it's a strange one because you'd expect him to be quickly picked up um, by another club. A lot of talent, game breaker, good skills, good decision maker, unusual delisting by Geelong. Just probably couldn't quite get the the games in the midfield that he was hoping for. Yeah, eight games this year. He was on a one-year contract. This time last year, he was having a good look around at the market as well. There weren't any takers. And then at that point in time, the Cats offered him another year. So who knows? So I think they've done the right thing by him though, haven't they? They haven't. They've delisted him yep. relatively early as soon as their season has finished. So he has now got a blank canvas to explore his options. Hey, Tyler, you need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Ali, I think, has joined us. No, Ali hasn't joined us because Jaron Geary has, Sando, a little bit earlier than I had anticipated. But uh, he retired in July. Gears, it was uh, deemed he needed a full shoulder reconstruction. 34, rookie pick in 2007, 15 years at the top level and a captain as well. And he joins us on Trade Radio. Jaron, thanks for your time, mate. Uh, no worries, guys. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit early. No, that's all right. Better to be early than late. How, how was it on Saturday? A pretty emotional day, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible day. Couldn't have scripted it uh, any better, to be honest. But um, I was especially part of it. Um, it's been a long journey uh, with Joel. I remember being there in his first grand final in 2007 and then his last one 
uh, today. Unfortunately, I never got to taste that success, but it was certainly good to be um, a part of some of his. Yeah, and you grew up together down in Benny. You didn't go to primary school together, though, did you, Jaron? But you go back, how far back do you actually go? You remember when you first met as little tackers? Oh, yeah, it's funny. Um, certainly heard about him before I met him. He's, uh, <laughs> he's um, you know, the, the whispers around town about this uh, athletic young guy. And he didn't play footy as athletic as he was when he was younger, but he's certainly athletic. And um, a rivalry, to be honest, between us probably started back in um, little athletics in the you know, early primary school days <laughs> where you'd roll up on a Saturday morning and try and knock off the, the big dog, which was Joel. Jaron, congratulations, mate, on a on a great career. And um, we're just looking at St Kilda at the moment. We're sort of analysing where they're at. I'll get to that in a minute. But tell us about your journey. You, you finished up with 207 AFL games and you saw St Kilda at their best. I know you made your debut in 2008. Mm. Uh, 2009, uh, you played 15 games and didn't lose one. 15 wins, no losses. But you've also seen the other side of it too. I know... 2015, only six wins and 13 losses plus a draw. And 2018, the three wins, a draw and 16 losses. So you've seen the full gamut, haven't you, at, um, at St Kilda? Yeah, certainly. I was, I was lucky enough to come in at a time where um, we're certainly challenging um, for, for grand finals and um, played a fair bit of footy throughout that period, but wasn't lucky enough to um, get, a, get a premiership in the end. And then clearly through that sort of middle part of my career, we, we were certainly up and down and then had some really challenging years. And then towards the back end of my career, felt like we're sort of heading in the right direction again, but still haven't been able to sort of get to that point where we've been able to contend again. So uh, it was good to come in uh, in that sort of phase because I learned a lot and learned how to prepare really quickly and what it was um, what it took to sort of be a good enough team to challenge the finals, um, which, which held me in good stead for the rest of my career. But um, like I said, it was just unfortunate we weren't able to get there um, you know, through the back end of my career. Well, you've done well, mate. To play 207 games at the one club mm. is fantastic. So we've, we've, we've just unpacked it a little bit. I mean, how, how do you see it now? Obviously, with yourself retiring and Dan Hanabry retiring, Paddy Ryder um, leaving as well, Dean Kent's another one that's, that's leaving the club. Where do, where do you see the Saints? Can, in, in the short term, can they contend next year and the year after? Do you, do you feel like a premiership is not far away for St Kilda? Well, I think the, the challenge has been the consistency. So if we can get the consistency um, to a level that's, um, you know, to a level that allow us to win, win, win the games that we should win, which we, we probably didn't um, in the back end of this year. I think the the thing that's probably, um, you know, gives me a bit of hope that the can contend earlier probably than I sort of thought was probably the development of some of the younger guys that probably didn't expect to develop so quickly, like Win Hager and Owens and Wangan Malera. So those guys have. Um, certainly giving me faith that if those guys can improve and sort of put the pressure on the other guys in the team that, um, you know, they'll be they'll be able to, um, you know, maybe push for and challenge. I still think they need to add some some players and that's probably why they're, you know, looking at Jordan Degoe and wanting to add a talented top-end player like that to sort of um, help accelerate uh, the journey. Uh, but, like, I think the main thing and the issue for us um, over the last couple of years has certainly been that consistency. So if they can find that, um, and that, that's a challenge at AFL footy because that's a, it's a tough case and it's hard to do that week in, week out. But if they can find that, then I think, um, you know, they can challenge over the next 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 little period, but certainly need to add a, add a couple more and, and, and rely on those younger guys to um, sort of push the club forward. Well, for the St Kilda fans listening, you mentioned then Wanganin, Malira, Owens and Windhager. Is, is there anyone coming through who you could give the Saints fans just a little bit of... I guess hope for that you think 
these guys could really step up in 2023 and and be the be the big improvers? Yeah, well, I think those guys have clearly taken another step forward. The other, the other guy, I'm, I'm quite um, bullish on it, and whether or not it's next year or um, the year after, and after losing Paddy, it's, it's something we need to develop, is Max Heath in the rough. Um, he's just a competitive beast, and he's pretty raw still, so he might take a little bit longer, but um, when he does play, um, he's going to scare a few, and uh, Saints fans will enjoy watching him, so he'll, uh, he's probably got a little bit more development to go, but when he does play, he's going to be a pretty good um, player for us. And what's what's next for you, Jared? Where, what's what's next for you? Going to get it for coaching a go? I'm still working through it, to be honest, mate. I'm um, yeah, I feel like I've been finished for ages now, but I um, I'm still working through what it looks like. I'd, um, at this stage, I'm I'll, I'm probably staying in the system in some aspect, but I'm still still working through it, to be honest. So um, yeah, I've been spending a bit of time with the family and um, enjoying some social occasions, which I hadn't done so for a lot while probably had too many social occasions to be honest but um <laughs> enjoying them and um and yeah i'll look to sort of tie that up in the near future and um yeah work out uh, what i do from there i love it that it's still us and not them yet gear so clearly uh it isn't long <laughs> enough yet old habits die hard <laughs> no i know no i'm always be a stage fan that's for sure they're uh they're definitely uh sit in my heart and um whether i'm there or elsewhere, I'll still be uh, champ for the same. Um, I wanted to ask about Paddy McCartan. I mean, did, did you look on at his year? I'm sure with a with a, with happiness and pride, but also a mix, you know, a layer of what might have been, given he obviously left for the Swans and what he's gone on to achieve. Oh, absolutely! I was so rough with Paddy uh, and Tom Tom Hickey for that matter. But obviously, yep. Paddy's stories are um, you know a little bit different times with that. And I was absolutely rough for him and reached out to him throughout the year and, um, you know, Paddy's a great, great guy and deserves his opportunity to um, get back and play some good footy. And, yeah, you do think about it. So what happens if we had to throw him down back? Maybe he would have um, maybe would have uh, saved him a couple of head knocks. But, um, you know, he was unlucky with us and um, we always knew he was talented and always knew he could play the game. Um, it's just the fact that he couldn't get out of there. So I'm absolutely right for him because I know he was in a hole, which he spoke about, um, and I know he put a mountain of work in. And to see him go out there and do what he did this year and, you know, be close to an All-Australian squad and um, playing a grand final, um, you know, it was super, super excited of him, super proud of him. And um, it was a shame on the weekend that they couldn't do a bit better, but, um, you know, always mm. had to be someone to, to miss out. And um, there's a lot of ex-Saints players playing on the weekend. They said one of them's <laughs> going to win a flag, and that was Reese. So yes. it was... Uh, I certainly thought about that on the day. That's a good point you make. Um, and I know when you were at Morab and you weren't sitting in list management meetings, but given we are on Trade Radio, I mean, Bradley Hill, would you expect him to stay? Do you have a line of sight on what might happen there and you know what should happen there? Oh, I don't, to be honest, know um, what he's going to do. I haven't been part of any of those conversations. But I, I, would, love, I would like him to stay. I, I think at his best, Hill, he's a, a, a top-line Halfback wingman, and um, I think he had some games this year. He kicked four against Hawthorne. He had some, he had some solid games. He still finished top ten in the best and fairest. So he's, he's a good player, um, and you don't want to lose good players. And um, I'd love to see him continue to run around the same colours, whether or not he does or not. I'm, I'm not sure, mm. but I'd like to see him do that. And I know Sando asked you about young players, a guy that's been on the list for a little while. And I'm not sure we discussed him earlier, but but Jack Bytel, who we've sort of been waiting to take a, a step up or two in his career, and he hasn't had a lot of luck with things we know. Um, do you think that will happen for him and, and St Kilda? And what can we look forward to when it comes to Jack? Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. He, um, like you said, he had a tough run this year. He continued to sort of have a few niggles here and there. When he when he played VFL footy, he was 
you know, above the level. Um, he probably has the best hands at the club um, in terms of his inside ability to sort of distribute to his teammates. So he's certainly got the attributes to as an AFL football. He probably just needs a good runner, and hopefully that's at the same time. Again, I've had conversations with him about that. Um, but, yeah, he, he's certainly got the attributes, and um, he works hard. He's a, he's a good kid. You know, he just needs a bit of a bit of a run of luck with injuries and mm. um, yeah, hopefully that's for the same. But if it's not, it'll be a good pick-up from another, um, another form. Hey, Giz, great to talk to you, mate. Um, best of luck with whatever it is that comes next for you and uh, great to have you on the line and, um, and happy for you, mate, Joel Selwood, and uh, at the weekend. Appreciate you jumping on. No worries, guys. Cheers. Thanks. There's Jaron Geary there. That was hanging up the boots for Host Plus. Sando, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. He was a heart and soler, wasn't he? Yeah, and that's, I asked him about coaching because you, you hear great things about his footy knowledge and the way, like you said, he's he was certainly part of the soul of St Kilda um, for the previous sort of 13, 14 seasons. And he saw both sides of St Kilda. He was right there as a young kid when they were pushing for premiership success. Um and he's seen the other side as well. I, I spoke about the 2018 season with only one, three games, I think, yeah. you know, and uh, it's tough to be a captain when your side's rebuilding and at the bottom of the ladder, you, you accept a lot of responsibility and you've got to sell uh, a positive message. And um, I would love to see him get into coaching. I think he'd be a fantastic young assistant coach. Uh, and who knows where, where, where the game will take him. Trade Afternoons is for our great friends at McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? We'll take a break on Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, magnificent. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres. We've got a couple of minutes left here on Trade Afternoons, all thanks to McDonald's. We're just uh, going to go to the Tony Barber again because we've got to get to the Gold Coast Sunset. Yep, let's do it. And now, let's go shopping. It's delivery time. Tony Barber all over the place there, to be honest. But yeah. he's with us. So uh, the shopping list, a lot of clubs still to work through late entry today. Let's get to the Gold Coast Suns before we sign off for the Lake Trade Boys. There's going to be a lot happening, I think, for the Suns, Sam, in this uh, this little period. They get their... When you, when you talk about shopping list, though, they get the player they really want back. Ben King. That's yes. The, that's the one they really want. And obviously, he'll be coming back from uh, an ACL injury last year. I think, and when you look at the players they've brought in, and they've been successful. They've brought in guys like Levi, Casbolt, Chol. Um, they brought in Brandon Ellis from Richmond, Constable from Geelong. I don't know. It just feels like they need to land a big one, yep. um, the Suns, to really take that next step. Now, we know they're going to – well, Bose and pick seven is going to be on the way out um, to free up some cap space. Um, we know Rankin is going to leave for most likely pick five. Yep which I think they'll take that to the draft. Um, there's a bit of talk around Fiorini potentially to Collingwood. Um, Alex Sexton, who's been a goal kicker in the past for the Suns, maybe looking for a new home as well. But, yeah, it just feels like with that midfield, the midfield's great. We know that, and they're young. Took Miller, Matt Rao, Noah Anderson. Um, Swallow's been fantastic. I uh, mentioned a few of those guys like Brandon Ellis that has come in. Charlie Constable's come in from Geelong. Um, I don't know, not, just a one more big name, I think, was what they need, yeah. Sam. Um, I like their defence, but I still think they could strengthen their back line as well. Um, I like Ballard. Uh, I like Lemons. Jack Lacocious is a star. Rory Thompson played some really important games for them. Um, Lucky Weller gives them their run. Sam Collins is a very good defender as well. But once again, just give me one more big name there. Give me one more uh, um, excitement 
building yeah. player and 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 match winner across across half back. So I think it's exciting that you bring back Ben King. I think it's disappointing that you lose Isaac Rankin. Um, that hurts. But yeah. That hurts. But their biggest recruit this year will be room in the cap yep. to do exactly what you're talking about 12 months from now. So to re-sign firstly the Ben Kings of the world, Noah Anderson, Matt Rowell, and then to have a crack yep. at oh, an established sure. big-name player, who knows what position on the ground that will be. Hopefully have a good year next year. Show potential uh, players that you're going to bring in, those big fish, those free agents that, okay, we, we are on the up. We're contending yep. here. Um, there's room for you. There's money for you. So Fiorini will depart. Bose will depart. Jeremy Sharp will depart. Corbett will depart. But that that uh, deal, and Rankin you mentioned as well, which wasn't part of the plan, but with that deal, obviously, um, for Jack Bose, that's the one that that is attached pick seven and frees yep. up a heck of a lot of money in the cap. Well, they played some great footy this year, this year too, the Suns. They need to take the next step again, though, next year. So, yeah, it's, it's go back to the draft, look for ways to strengthen your side. But, yeah, Rather than the Casbolt, Chol, Ellis, Constable types, I yeah. think we need to bring in a big name to go along there with, with Ben King, who I think will be, well, you never know. The year after an ACL, you never know. Mm. Um, players can be a little bit slow coming back from them, but gee, it's going to be great for Suns fans to see Ben King back up in that forward line. Just enough time to go up to Queensland where Ryan's called in about Jack Bowes. We might get to him before we sign off. You there, Rhino? Yeah, mate. Jack Bowes? there? Yep, fire when ready. Yeah, mate, mate. Mate, I just want to know, who, who do you blokes think is the absolute front runner for him in that pick seven? Because me being a Hawthorne supporter and member, it's a no-brainer. We need to make that deal happen. Given the, the listings and retirements and salary cap space, I think, mate, it's just, it, it, must, it must happen. The Hawks must get him. <laughs> You're right, Ron. There shouldn't be any shortage of interested parties because the deal is just so darn attractive. You made a call or two on it this morning, Ryan, from the best I can tell them from what I've been told. Geelong and Essendon head the queue. I don't know if Hawthorne are interested, but, I mean, they'd have to be given what's at play. The Saints perhaps were and then weren't, depending on who you believe. So we'll see how it plays out, Ryan. But um, as, I, as I said, there should be a queue for a deal like this, Sando. So, oh, it's uh, so interesting to see what the Suns do in this next couple of weeks. Like I said, they they played some great footy this year. They've got some picks. They've got some emerging young talent there. They get Ben King back from injury. They lose Isaac Rankin. But, yeah, this is a really interesting period for Gold Coast Suns and their fans. Good on you, Ryan. Appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, something of a reset up there at the Suns. And if Ryan has his way, the Hawks would swoop on Bose, absorb that contract and take that pick seven. Uh, Trade Afternoons has been brought to you by McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Brilliant. Sand, I hope you have a good afternoon, mate. Oh, I will. Thank you so much for having me on, Sam. It's great fun. And we'll see you uh, throughout the course of the rest of this week. This opening week on uh, Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio 2022. Continental Tyres are engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Usual scene out through the glass here, Sando. Uh, Nobes in a big uh, powwow with Stephen Silvani. Yeah, the big, Dam- dogs, big dogs are coming in. Damo's holding court as well. So the late trade up next. Keep it locked here on uh, Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Plenty to discuss, and don't be shy. Have your say throughout the day as well. one three hundred twenty three. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 55-48, and we'll see you back here for Trade Arvos tomorrow, 1 o'clock. See you then, Sam. See you, Sando.